0: Thank you for joining me today, and welcome to the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Saban, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. I'm a certified clinical and medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best selling author of Gentle Energy Touch The Beginner's Guide to Hands on Healing. heart desires, because one day the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And speaking about shining, I'm going to bring on my guests right now. Good morning. How are you?
1: (laughs) Good morning. Oh my gosh. It's so good to be here with you today.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Same here. You know. it's a beautiful day here in California. So um, every day is a beautiful day. <laughs> so let me tell my listeners a little bit about you. Alexandra Howes, right? Or Xandra Hawes, yeah. yeah. Sandra yeah, yeah. Hawes. Okay. Sandra <laughs> <laughs> Hawes is a psychotherapist and psychic medium on a mission to help you connect with your higher self. She is the creator of Soul Essence Wellness Center, an online energy medicine school, where she helps empaths tap into their intuition, develop a deeper sense of embodied trust, and exit from a place of spiritfulness. And she weaves um, spirituality, energy healing into all facets of her work to help people heal their mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. So check out Sandra's. (laughs) I'm not used to it, spelling it with an X. Check out her website at SoulesssenceWellness Center.com. So let me just bring her on before I really mess up her name. How are you?
1: Oh my gosh. So good. You you'd be surprised. The Xandra with the X at the front. People are like, is it Sandra? Is it Zandra? And I'm like, it's just Zandra, short it's for Sandra. Alexandra. Ah. It's, it's more simple than it sounds.
0: <laughs> yeah, my daughter's name is Sandra. So Oh yeah, you know, yeah. When I saw the X, I said, hmm, okay. So how do we pronounce this? <laughs> did she spell her name with a Z? No, an, an S. Oh, gotcha. So that the got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. So I, I know you're a psychic medium, you're a psychotherapist. Let me ask you, how did you actually figure out this is what you wanted to do, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for yourself?
1: Great question. Oh man. Well, I was one of those kids, like I, they're one of my first memories actually, I think I was like four or five years old and I was laying in my bed. And at that time I had like, my parents were Lutheran and Christian and we were going to church. And I had this, I was laying in my bed and I was like, man, I was like, I love people so much. And I remember learning the story about like, you know, Jesus dying for everyone. And I was laying there and I was like, wow. And I was like, would I die for anyone? And it was this super philosophical thought as like a four or five year old about how much I cared about people and how much I loved people and how much I wanted people to be happy. So really early on, I was one of those empathetic kids. It's like, how do I help people? So obviously there's so many realms you can go into in terms of that area. And so I really started off doing a lot in more of the social work kind of area. I was really, really interested in helping work with different systems politically and things like that. But as I started working with people more in these systems, I was like, oh, I want to get even closer. It wasn't close enough for me being an empath. Of course, we got to get in there and (laughs) feel everyone's feels. (laughs) So, yeah. So then I ended up um, doing a lot around psychology. I have a couple master's degrees, one in holistic health studies, where I was studying the intersection between Eastern and Western medicine and then went to school and became a psychotherapist. And so really started working with folks in that realm and was always very intuitive and empathic and psychic. And then I started really seeing all these really crazy um, overlaps. And I was like, I think I need to kind of come out of the closet with how much I'm seeing. Cause all my clients would be like, how do you know that? Or mm-hmm. how do you see that? Or how is that happening? Or um, that kind of work And as a as a small kid. I always was talking to spirits and beings and stuff like that. I was kind of afraid of it as a kid, but I really started becoming more into my sovereignty around those things as I got older as well. So lots of woo and lots of empathy really early on in life kind of led me to, to kind of weave the psychology and spirituality, spirituality. Route. Oh Is anyone else in your family a psychic or spiritual? That's a good question. I think, you know, what's so funny is that All the women in my family, we have a very, um, like Swedish German sort of background or whatever. And there was kind of this like kind of earth kind of connected, kind of this earth mama energy, lots of Mm -hmm. like plants and connection with earth and kind of that more, um, kind of animal kind of communing sort of energy. I don't think anyone in my, the family would consider themselves quote unquote psychic, but definitely kind of, it's so funny. There's like the reclaiming of this word, witch nowadays to say, like, I'm a witch, which I love. I'm just like, yes, empowered (laughs) women. I love it. But I would definitely say a lot of the women in my family were very kind of witchy salt of the earth, lots of farm, lots of kind of medicines, eating all your own food, like very, um, kind of, uh, like active earth kind of grounded Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah
0: Yeah, it's amazing yeah my grandma was a healer and my great grandma was a healer so Mm -hmm. I had two healers um I knew my great grandma for a a little a little bit maybe about a year and then she had passed but my grandma uh used to do energy healing on my sister and I, and and I knew I had the same ability because like you, I was able to see spirit and hear spirit and speak to spirit. Tons of uh, imaginary friends, um, <laughs> <laughs> tons of them. And my mother would always tell me, you know, this is your imagination. You need to stop this. But I knew it, it wasn't because I had my grandma to uh, show me. So yeah, it's amazing when, you know, we, we tap into our intuitive psychic abilities and like you I was very very empathy um, with a lot of people and I knew that was uh, actually different than what other people were feeling Mm -hmm. so yeah and then you you know after a while and then they used to call me a witch and, and all that good stuff. So I love it. All <laughs> Coming that good in with stuff. this, you know, with the, with the cross or say, where's my garlic? Get out of my house. <laughs> but um uh, yeah. But uh yeah it's it's um it's nice when we finally get into who we are meant to be. Mm-hmm. So now now I you, you said you're you're um getting back to you um that you're you're psychic. So um what is like the meaning I would assume of of being someone who is psychic and you know how can they they actually help other people
1: yeah absolutely I think there's something and I don't know I don't know if this is published sort of anywhere else but it's been something that I've been working on because so many folks are identifying as empathic and a lot of times they'll say well I feel stuff but does that mean I'm psychic right or (laughs) there's kind of like those questions around what is psychic and what does it really mean? And I always think of kind of psychic or intuition is kind of on a spectrum, right? Kind of starting with like in psychology, they have the HSP or the highly sensitive person, right? The person that's just sensitive to energy in general, light or sound or noise. And then you have a step up from that, right? Which is, has someone who feels all that, but empathetic, right? They can feel other people's emotions. There's a lot of that. Is this mine? Is this someone else's? And then, I always think of intuition are these kind of intuitive knowings. A lot of times, a lot of people have them in the body, right? That gut feeling, or, you know, they'll be sitting at a stoplight and their stomach drops and they're like, oh, I don't think I should, did I forget my keys, right? There's kind of that body base. And then I always think of psychicness as kind of, it encompasses all of those, but, you know, I think of the definition of, um, I think the definition of clairvoyance just means clear seeing. Mm -hmm. So I think of psychicness is really just seeing clearly, almost like a, I kind of think of us as, I don't know if this is weird, I I think to think of us as (laughs) like a a Wi-Fi station, you know, Uh we're kind of. We're kind of able to tune into these different frequencies, and I, I think of having psychic abilities as really running your energy in a way that you're clearing out your router, so you can really receive the signal without all the stuff from the body, right? All the patterns, or in you know, in psychology, different certain stuck energy, even bigger energies, trauma, right? Certain neural pathways in the body. So I always think of psychicness as really kind of seeing really clearly, and also sort of. I kind of work on the chakra system. So really seeing clearly out of the upper chakras in a way, I think you can have a lot of intuition from the lower, but there's a lot of pictures in the body, right? You know, this, that sit there from this life, sometimes generationally, ancestrally that get in the way of seeing sort of stuff. So that's how I think of psychic is just clear seeing. And actually it's a really simple definition, but really hard to maintain all the time throughout your day, I think. (laughs) So you you do psychic readings for your clients? I do. Yeah. I think for years I've been doing readings for folks, even before this I to my friends. So funny. I'm like the, I do psychic readings for people all over the world, but all my friends are like, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And I, one of the things that I found is that I love, I love doing readings for folks, but I really see psychic abilities as just available to everyone. I think we share that in the way that it's like, there are some folks that come in with that extra sensitivity and are already aware to that, but that's always something you can waken. You just have to move energy. You know this through the body to really help it work for you in a way. And so I think um I, what was it? Probably two or three years ago, I was like, how do I help people get their own answers around this? Because I love helping people find them. Sometimes it's so sweet just to be in this like divine feminine energy of letting someone hold us and see us and. And provide us just information, that deeper knowing. But some people, I I want people to feel empowered to kind of jump into their own answers. So I have um, what's called energy medicine courses to help people work that energy through, so that they can start opening it up for themselves and kind of getting their own answers. You know, mm-hmm. so that it's it doesn't feel. I don't want to be the psychic, right? Where like every two weeks someone's like. Do I break up with my boyfriend? Yeah. Do I, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, we want you to trust you, right? We want you to have that answer and we can commune around it, but we want you to feel empowered. So that's how I kind of see it.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, um, I'm I, happy you, you explained it very nicely. And uh, I feel exactly the same way that, uh, you know, once you learn energy healing, you're able to tap into your own abilities and then you're able to help yourself heal on ma- many levels. And you also get those answers that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and I know energy healing because I am an energy healer. uh, It's becoming more and more mainstream. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel uh, doctors, nurses, uh, I I feel everyone should learn this because it it is, yes, it is holistic. It is uh, spiritual, but it's something that we're all born with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen this too. Obviously you've seen energy healing and how people talk about it, right. And the different sort of eras of it and how people are taking it in. But even, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, I was walking through target a couple months ago and I was looking for like a card for a holiday. And I walked through the, um, school supply aisle. And there was literally a chakra coloring book. And it was like, learn about your energy centers and yes. color them. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, this is great. I was like, this is so sweet. Like this, these kind of, you know, this sort of energy map, just it's one out of so many, but just, I'm like, it's becoming more available for people and they're teaching it to kiddos early on. And I was like, wow, this is so big. So I don't know if you've seen kind of trends like that in different, oh, I have. Yeah. What have you I- noticed?
0: I've been waiting forever. I mean, oh. I mean, I, I was born in 1948. So, you know, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, I said, when is this going to become somewhat mainstream? And I've noticed now um, more younger children. I was actually in a crystal store yesterday and I was very surprised to see like a, some 10 year olds and, you know, 13, 14 teenagers. Uh, getting into the crystals and, and asking about the energy centers and the chakras. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, wow, I'm so happy I'm alive to see this become mainstream. Mm-hmm. And, um, more and more, there's a lot of people teaching energy healing. Um, there's a lot of people teaching Reiki is becoming extremely popular the past 10, 12 years. Yep. And we can tap into this we have that ability. It's just a matter of having someone like, you you know, yourself, you know, I also teach, you know, help those that want to learn, you know, teach them the right way, because it's nothing to be afraid of. It actually just opens their centers, you know, the chakras.
1: I wonder why, I don't have an answer for this. I'd be curious what you think is, I wonder why it's such a scary thing right? Like, I wonder why, like, obviously, there's certain traumas, and sometimes, you know, havingness and things, but I wonder why the idea of energy work can be so intimidating for folks. I'm curious, I know you've been doing this for a long time, if you notice there are certain kind of patterns with that. Oh, yeah,
0: they're you. afraid. Yeah. They're just afraid of the unknown. See, if they can't physically touch it, they don't know whether it's real or not. And they, they, don't, they do not want to think that it's their imagination. And, and I, you know, I do some um, exercises with them where they can actually feel what's in the middle <clears throat> of their hands. And now they know, okay, even though I may not be able to see it, but I can feel it. And then once you teach them, you know, where to put their hands, once they call in the energy for themselves, then now they, they're not nearly as afraid. And now they're, they're looking to get into it more. Because they're knowing that it, it it's real. I I think it's just all fear based, and I think it's other people telling uh, others that uh, oh, it's not real. It's voodoo. It's ridiculous. You know, you need to go to your doctor, get medication. Not that we're able to just to help ourselves heal.
1: Right. I'm thinking about when you're saying there's something that still feels really because even as a psychotherapist, right? There's a lot of stigma around getting help in a way, but there's this sense. I think with energy work, I wonder around like what if I am wrong and I'm crazy? There's something (laughs) around the thing. What if I'm crazy? And I'm like, wow, that's such a big thing around crazy. But it feels kind of like the root of that is also in sort of the, the energy work piece, but also in kind of like this old stereotype about the unknown and even like the witch, like we were talking about, right? There's something about this like sort of unknown power or something that, that it's fearful of It's I'm sure there's a big can of worms connected with that more too, but something, yeah, even about the statement of like, what if I sense something I'm crazy or I'm wrong? What does that mean about me? This sort of other realm.
0: I can truly understand that and relate to that because my mom used to tell me, it's your imagination. You know, Mm -hmm. people are going to think you're crazy. Just stop it. And I f- knew it wasn't my imagination because th- they were, I was able to see them and talk to them and have conversations. And then it's that um, I I never learned certain things, but it, it, it's like a knowing without knowing that you know.
1: Totally.
0: <laughs> well I, said. <laughs> <laughs> <I>
1: know. <laughs> knowing, what was that? A knowing that you know that you know. That yeah. You know yeah. yeah. And I would say,
0: myself, <laughs> but I know this. No one taught me this, but how do I know this? It's because they, you know, our guides, angels, they do speak to us on so many different levels. And I, I tell everyone just, all we need to do is ask. And all you need to do is listen and become mindful of those voiceless voices that do speak to us. And it's, we're not crazy because we're just in our physical bodies right now. And I feel when we pass over, now we become energy beings, which, which is who we are. Mm-hmm. we're just energy beings in a physical body so that we can do things here you know and talk to one another
1: Absolutely. oh my gosh and there's something you're saying too it reminds me of um like the I think you said becoming aware of the voiceless sort of voices voices I think yeah I you said in terms of guides and it's I love psychology and spirituality for this reason because it's like in psychology, right, there's a whole method where they talk about parts work, right, getting involved with the different parts of you that are speaking, and a lot of times, if someone doesn't have a an opening for like the wooier things, right, or saying like, oh, maybe a guide's talking to you, it just sounds like a part of them, and so mm-hmm. it's just so cool, these ways that we're tapping into Like there's all these different methods that we're actually tapping into higher parts of ourselves or guides that sound like us, right? Mm -hmm. When we're sort of in psychology, they'll be like, oh, what does this part say? Or what does this part say? Or what does this voice say? Or kind of your highest self and things. So I'm just kind of loving all these different fields that are like, without quite people knowing it or tapping them into bigger things in a way it kind of shows this big evolving like what you were saying around like when is this going to catch on right when is it going to be oh, yeah. intermixed yeah mixed in or woven in and it's happening in really cool ways even if folks don't quite know sometimes what they're tapping into I think it's really big
0: well I, I feel more and more people are becoming spiritual they're understanding that there is something besides this mm-hmm. you know here mm-hmm. and and that's and a lot of them also um it may frighten them at first, but they do have that ability to connect to with their spiritual guides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I do you feel everyone has spiritual guides? <laughs> oh, I do. And you know, what's so funny is I have,
1: um, there's some folks that I work with and have in the past in terms of psychotherapy. And one person, I even remember in the past, even if they don't have a, like, even if they don't say I have like a spiritual guide or things like that, for some folks, like ancestors are always guides, sort of in a way. And so I'm thinking about folks that I've worked with in the past, like their spiritual guide is grandfather or grandmother that comes in, right? Or it'll be even in like AA, I've helped clients before that have come in and there's a lot in AA about connecting with your higher power sort of in a way, which a lot of times when people are talking about their higher power, I can see the guide standing next to them, which is connected in with their higher power, but they just say the word higher power Mm -hmm. too. So I've never, sometimes I'll do conventions where I'll do this is a little too much, but I'll do like 50 readings in a weekend and people's guides are right next to them, right around them. You know, it's just this sense of, kind of programming a lot of ways that we grow up, that we buy ourselves or that we're not um, attuned to those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So I have yet to do a reading where I haven't seen someone with a guide. Sometimes I see people with certain entities around them, you know, Mm -hmm. different land things, which I think are still technically guides. They're not on necessarily a great frequency for that person. Like Mm -hmm. in a way they're still guiding you, whether you want to be guided in that direction, Right. right? I don't know. Um, So sometimes it's helping people get clear on like, what's actually guiding you. Do you want that frequency to guide you? Or do you want to actually tap into something that has more of a compassionate, tender, something bigger sort of there? So I don't know. I'm curious about your perspective. I haven't ever seen anyone without a guide personally. Yeah,
0: I, uh, you know, when I do energy healing on a client's, I can uh, hear, feel, see, smell. I mean, all the senses come in and- Uh, I can see uh, an angel or someone that is trying to offer them guidance or, or a loved one, you know, comes in. And I, I hear the name. It's like when I hear them, it's like in a tunnel, you know, uh, and sometimes I understand the name. Sometimes I don't. And one um, in one, one of my sessions um, the grandmother stepped in, but she had this real long Italian name and for the life of me, I, I just couldn't understand it. It must be the Brooklyn, I don't know, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but then all of a sudden I started smelling chocolate chip cookies. Mm. And I'm, I'm sitting with no one is, how can I be smelling chocolate chip cookies? Well, afterwards, you know, when we spoke, I said to her, by some chance, who used to bake chocolate chip cookies? she started crying. It was her grandma and she said the name and it was a real long, as I said, Italian name. So the grandma then gave me a different, you know, uh, uh, hint on who it was. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, we, we, um, our guides I feel are always there with mm-hmm. us. Uh, and, and I'm sure you get this, like if you just get that lousy feeling not to do something, I feel it's them telling us, you know, just, you know, be careful, watch what you're doing, you know, and, but of course we have free will. So it's up to us whether or not we want to not be careful or be careful, but um, yeah, it's um, I feel everybody has uh, them. I mean, do you feel that, that some of your clients are able to actually see or hear their guides, or I think if they tap into it, they can.
1: Yeah, even I've got, so I, I have a couple different, I'm in, I'm based in Colorado. So obviously as a psychotherapist, you wow. can only work with folks in your state. So as a psychotherapist, sometimes I have folks that have a bigger, I don't think this is a word, but they have more of a havingness for that kind of stuff. So we can actually practice. Sometimes people are just trying to check in with their kind of soul essence energy. So some folks it's more psychology based. And then I have my way wooier camp that I work with folks all over the world. And then those are the people that are like, I know I have a guide. I keep seeing this like, you know, butterfly that's sort of around me when I close my eyes, like that kind of some folks that comes in as, is, is sort of animals and, and things like that. But yeah, definitely a lot of the clients, I think even um, some of my psychotherapy folks, like uh, there was someone in the past where they had a, a havingness for that kind of work, but they were like, I don't know why I've been going through a really hard time. And I just don't see them and I don't, you know, feel them. And we were doing a, um, a psycho psychotherapy sessions. And I kept hearing the word heart guardian. And this person was really good at, you gave them sort of directions. They would go home. And I was like, there's something about you tapping into a heart guardian, you know? And then we talked sessions later and they were like, wow, my guide really comes in right here and really guards my heart, like in a really big way because of what I've gone through. And I want to work together sort of with them. And so sometimes even if folks can't fully see, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes it's like, I get hits while they're talking, right? I'm just saying a name, right? Or hopefully being able to sound out the name <laughs> or getting cookies, right? Or <laughs> yes. things like that we can sort of help or kind of encourage. I think there was, I was doing a mediumship reading one time and I kept seeing bright neon pink posted notes. And I was like, this is, you know, it's one of those things where I trust myself pretty highly, but I was like,
0: why? why?
1: I, just, I looked at her and I was like, I don't know why I'm seeing bright pink neon posted notes and of course same thing she started crying and she was yes. like she loved bright pink she would leave posted notes everywhere she would leave reminders about you know how much she loved me or she cared and i was like well she's leaving you a trail of pink posted notes and she's yeah. given me information <laughs> on them you know so it's one of those things right when we're getting information it's the wackiest stuff sometimes where it's just like i don't know where this is coming from but i'm just going to say it and you know hopefully it makes sense in a way but yeah mm-hmm. there's there's a trust point right getting that information and just being like all right can't really make sense of this hope it makes sense to you well
0: we just have to go with it yeah because absolutely. you know uh, or it may be something that they should know maybe a week or so or a month later and then all of a sudden now they say wow i remember her telling me this and it wasn't then but it was know in in the in the future so do do you see that also for them some future or just past um you know or just being in the moment
1: definitely some folks will come to me for psychic reading stuff and they'll say you know i really want to do i really want to change out jobs but i'm afraid about going into this and so we'll look forward and we'll sort of look and say okay You know, based off of this and sometimes folks come back and sometimes they don't so I don't always know but there was a woman a few months ago, um, I did a reading for her and her friend and she popped in and was like, Oh my gosh, she's like the exact month we've she was looking at whether she wanted to move or change a job and we were looking month to month and I said something about whatever month it was in. And she was like, you were spot on. She's like, she literally stopped worrying about it. She stopped looking for jobs. And then in March, you know, or April or wherever it was, she just said she looked for jobs, she found it and it was the perfect thing and she moved. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes we do look future wise. I don't know if this happens for you too, but sometimes I'll get information from a guide about someone's sort of future thing. And then I look and I, I check in that person's having this because sometimes sometimes, the person wants to know the information, but they can't have the frequency of it. That happens a lot of people come to me around relational sort of stuff. They want this like really solid thing that this person is the right person. I don't think there's a yes or a no to that. It's, I think it's who we choose. And so sometimes I'll look in and I'll be like, I wonder if this person has this happiness for this sort of information. So I'm honest with people about what I see, but I'm like, this might be hard to take in or this might not make sense yet. The kind of that, um, I don't even know what it's called kind of that like that pause before saying it and saying do you want to know this or because mm-hmm. I, I want people to be able to have the information that I'm giving them and you know right if someone doesn't quite want that or the ego is really strong about what needs to happen there can be a little bit of that I don't get too much push and pull on it because mm-hmm. um, I don't think anything's really set in stone it's what people choose truly in some way mm-hmm. but um
0: yeah you know it's funny because um this is going back oh seven years seven eight years ago I was Mm -hmm. in someone's home um I also do home clearings you know because some people have you know ghosts and whatever else um so I was in a house I was I was clearing a house and I was in the bedroom and I got this overwhelming feeling that she was going to get pregnant and have a daughter Mm -hmm. and so um, I looked at her and I said, I, I know you probably don't want to hear this because I, she, she had one son already and she was like, you know, she was She's done. done. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so she thought she was done. <laughs> not right. Yeah. She thought, and I said to her, I, I, I am here. I says, there's, there's a child that wants to be born. I it's a, a daughter. I says, and, um, Oh, and she says to me, Oh no, 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 I'm not having any more babies, blah, 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 blah. I said, Well, of course it'd be your choice. I said, but there is a child that wants to come in. I says, and it, it's a girl. I could really it was coming in really strong. Mm-hmm. So uh maybe about I'd say six months later, I I I get a call and she says to me, um Remember when you were here? I said, well, "Of course, I always remember when I went by your house." And she said to me, um, "You'll never believe what happened." I said, "Well, what happened?" I mean, I had no clue at this point. She said to me, "I'm pregnant." I said, "Oh, really?" She's and and I'm having a girl. Just <laughs> <laughs> me. How did you know that? How did you know? I mean, now she's questioning me. How do I know? That? it was just a knowing, it was a feeling and a knowing. And I said to her, well, are you happy? And she says to me, well, back then when you mentioned it to me, no, I wasn't. She's, but now I am I said, well. It's the spiritual timing. It's a time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's, you know, when they're ready, they'll, they'll hear it. And if it's supposed to happen, I feel then it'll happen.
1: Right. Right. And you're talking about that kind of when you can see and send spirits around people and you're getting information, you're oh, like, yeah. you tell them.
0: Do you, mm-hmm. think? <laughs> <laughs> do you ever withhold I mean sometimes I'm you know I, I I'll just say it um because I feel if if I hear it I shouldn't be the one not to say it
1: yeah you know I'm usually so I'm not sure how like I know there's different ways before people kind of get into their energetic space before they you know do readings or healings and things and And I don't know if, I think some people maybe do this organically, but my process when I'm doing a reading for someone is I have that person say their name three times. And after they do it, I look at the frequency that they're running and it it appears to me as a color. And I change my frequency to kind of a half step away from that frequency so that I can read and understand the frequency that they're running. But I'm also kind of a half step away to keep my own space. And so Mm -hmm. some people run energies differently. And I've noticed by changing my frequency and kind of color to that they have how i'm speaking even changes so it's mm-hmm. it's um like i find that i don't have to withhold as much information if say someone was running like a red color and i go to a green i notice they might not be able to hear what i'm saying because of the way that i'm saying it or the information and so i notice when i use that strategy when i'm pretty on a similar wavelength, it's almost like, um, like the Wi Fi station kind of connects in a way we're able to get that so rarely I've noticed when I do it that way do I have to withhold information because we're sort of speaking the same language on that frequency occasionally, like I had I hope, I hope this doesn't happen to you. Occasionally I'll have someone call my number and they're like, I don't have any, I don't have any money, but I just need you to answer this one question. And I'm like, this is not like Madame Zeroni where I just, you know, have my crystal ball and I whip it out and I like Mm -hmm. say things or whatever. But occasionally if someone's like, doesn't have enough money, I'm like, okay you know let's like ground for a second and someone really wants to hear something or see something it doesn't really matter what i say because they're not really available they just want to prove sort of something in a right. way and so i typically don't do that anymore unless someone really is like kind and open and available for those things but that's the only time where it doesn't really matter it feels like they just want to reinforce and that's not really spirit that's kind of ego right yes, so it doesn't it's kind ego. Of matter anyway <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah. Well, do you think of, um, well, let me have, do you see ghosts? Do you see spirit? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cause Is I see them room? all the time. <laughs> oh,
1: I sort of roll my eyes a little bit where I, I have a good protocol in place when I was little. Oh man. I used to wake up and hear footsteps down the hallway. I'd look and see people just kind of crouched at the end of my bed. There'd be mm-hmm. you know, people standing in corners and You know, my mom did the same thing was very much like she loved scary movies. We would watch them every day, which of course makes all these programming around those things. And Mm -hmm. so she'd always be like, maybe you should just stop watching scary movies. Right. Or maybe you should, you know, whatever. And um, when I was 15, I actually had a really crazy experience. I don't know if this has happened like in your process of seeing ghosts and things like that. In my experience, it was always just kind of seeing them and they would kind of communicate, but they would kind of remain good in terms of spaciousness, they would never try to touch me or things like that. And then when I was 15, I had a really crazy experience where I was actually um, sitting in my bed at like two in the morning and I was reading a book and I put it down and the whole thing started vibrating. And I was like, books don't move on their, of course, like the programming books shouldn't move on their own. And Mm -hmm. you know, when I was 15, there were already cell phones. So of course, when in my mind, I'm like, I was like, oh, maybe my cell phone vibrated or something. And so I look over this little like Nokia, the old style cell phone is just like sitting Uh on my dresser. And I'm like, okay. And I picked the book back up and the whole book started vibrating almost like a Harry Potter movie. All the pages started flying back and forth. And then I lost complete control. My whole body went limp and she actually entered into my space. Oh, It was really intense. She started talking to me and I was just you know, it's funny years later, I was like, what was I yelling? I was like, cause she kept trying to talk to me and I was just yelling at her, you know? And what's interesting is like, I didn't yell, get out, go away. Right. These like normal things I found when I went back in my memory, I just kept yelling. I wasn't ready. I just kept saying, I'm not ready. I'm not ready, which is such a weird thing to say Mm -hmm. as a 15 year old, right. I'm not ready. And so after that point, that's actually what catapulted me big into this work was like, I need to learn energy work so that this was obviously a being that really didn't respect my space. So that's really, really. And we ended up, I ended up talking to her. She would slam doors in our house, turn TVs off. She was just kind of obnoxious. She was also funny. She uh, wouldn't let me listen. I really liked Jimi Hendrix. She would not let me listen to anything besides Uh the Beatles. Had like, she would change the radio station so we could only listen to the Beatles. It was ridiculous. You'd think she would be like kind of more mean if she liked the Beatles or nicer. If she liked the Beatles so much. Well,
0: yeah. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's, that was my experience. I could see and talk with them, but that was a really kind of intense experience that a lot of people, you know, being in my thirties are like, how are you doing readings or how are you doing these things? You're so young. And I'm like, well, Kind of got shooken awake really, really early and had early. to do a lot of stuff over the last 20 years, basically. Yeah, and they're, so.
0: they're not supposed to invade our space, that's for sure. She she uh crossed the line. Totally.
1: Yeah. And that's how I learned how to cross people over and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Cause I was like, there's there's no way that you know you can stay in our house. Um, because she was tied to the house because of the land. She had a son that died and she thought it was her. fault. So she was always trying to communicate with me how sad she was and things like that. So, um, yeah, that was my experience. It was kind of, and I think that's what people are afraid of, right? They're afraid that they, they talk and go into those things. In my experience, I haven't heard of really anyone else having that big of experience, but I'm pretty aware that, and I don't think everyone always agrees. I'd love your feedback on this, but I really think in this life and what I'm doing, I really wanted to be able to do it really early in life. And similar to you, right? There's gonna be a point where I'm like, I've been doing this for 40 years, right? And things like that, cause I wanted to wake up earlier. And so I used to be really angry at that situation and feel very vulnerable. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting way that I plan to wake up sort of early. And so now I'm in pretty big neutrality around it, but I don't, I've never heard of anyone else having that big and kind of jolting of an experience. And so I don't say it to scare people just because I don't think that's actually really realistic for most beings um, right, or most ghosts. But
0: true.
1: yeah, but I yeah, I don't, I might not put that in my contract next time if I want to wake up. <laughs> in, <laughs> a <good> experience.
0: I <laughs> know, don't come near me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I was like, ooh, okay, maybe, maybe a little jolting for a 15 year old. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, uh, I had a client that like that, that uh, an entity actually, uh, she listened to and it went into her and it took me a while to get it out, but we finally got it out. Yeah. They, they should not be doing that. And I think maybe people are afraid that if they feel something that, uh, especially if it's a heavy or negative or doesn't feel that good, um, maybe they're afraid that it'll enter them. Um, but the thing is not to allow that entity to control you in any way. Um, I know like for myself, I've had situations where they, they come pretty close or they even touch me mm-hmm. and I say, Mm-mm, don't, you know, mm-hmm. I am protected by God and my angels and spirit guides, you know, you need to keep your distance. If you want to say something, or to talk to me. I'll be more than happy to have this conversation, but don't touch or, or you know, try to enter my, my aura, you know, my space. we have to set boundaries
1: yeah it's interesting too i'd be curious what you think about sort of this piece but sometimes when people are scared of ghosts or entities or things like that they always just remind me of people with bad boundaries right Mm -hmm. it's just like like that entity clearly wanted help right and had bad boundaries so it's like a person in this life that like runs up to you and is like shaking you and is like help me right? That's essentially what she was doing, right? Yeah, it's not, it exactly. wasn't trying to overly hurt me, but she wanted my attention. She wanted help because she wanted to be crossed over. And at 15, I didn't know I knew how to do that yet. So it's okay. like, you know, so it took a while. I think sometimes people think of entities, I don't know, being so aggressive, but I just think of them as really misguided in the same way that someone's misguided or has bad boundaries, or is just really sad in this life too, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah, we have to set the boundaries and, and we have to tell them I can help you cross over. I, I can, you know, assist you in any way so that they they know that we are we do hear them and we are listening and there is that communication. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I I do get some that I mean, I, I do get it during my some of the sessions that, you know, a grandma will just all of a sudden be right next to me, but does not come any so they will they, be right next to me, but mm-hmm. they know not to invade, you know, come into. Right. So, um, and then I immediately, you know, uh, start saying some prayers that you know I am protected. So, because uh, I, I feel that's important that we we, in my heart, um, and I I tell this to all my clients. You have to truly know, trust, and truly believe that energetically you are protected. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because if you have any doubt, that's when something can happen.
1: Yeah. And it's exactly what you're saying reminds me, right. In like psychology, if you believe something, your body doesn't sometimes know the difference between right. A dream and real life in a way. And so if mm-hmm. you believe something, your body naturally orients towards that, it just assumes that position sort of in a way too. Exactly. So it's like, I wonder When you're saying that, right, just by having that intention, how your body starts running in energy that knows it's protected, it really creates that sort of frequency, that story just by saying it too.
0: Oh, yeah. And I I have my clients, they step into, you know, protective light. You know, and I and I, I tell them, just imagine, you know, just visualize somebody running towards you and bouncing off of that light because <laughs> they're, they're bouncing. So guess what? No one's going to enter your energetic field. <laughs> and they love that, um, uh, you know, visual, because then it when they they step into that light, you know, protective light. They actually can feel someone bouncing off of them. And I said, yeah, well, that's how you have to go throughout your day. You want all the love and understanding and compassion to come in and out, but any of the heaviness or anything that doesn't serve you not to interfere with you in any way.
1: Yeah. Right. Like a window in a way, yeah. like the light gets through. Right. But you're like, sweet, held up on the rain <laughs> or how we're, today. I think we're getting three. I think here in Colorado we're getting three days of snow, so perhaps off to tell folks. I use the window and the snow metaphor. I love it, but maybe I'm going to use your word "bouncing." I really the way you said Uh, it, "bouncing" is (laughs) really (laughs) great.
0: Just bounce. I tell that to my grandkids. I mean, uh, I have eight grandchildren altogether, but um, um, two are very intuitive, uh, and um, I know they are healers, and and they're starting to now get into their, their their energetic being. And my daughter now in her forties, late forties is now uh, the other day when we were in the crystal store and I looked at her and I said, I think it's time for me to teach you energy healing. And she looked at me and she says, yeah, I think so too. So when, when it's supposed to be, it'll, it'll be. And, and, you know, uh, a few years ago, she would say, oh, please, you know, it's not real. <laughs> it's real now to all of them. They they know now. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it takes time sometimes. You know, I, I know for myself, I stepped into who I, uh, you know, who I am now when in, in my forties, and I'm in my seventies now. So it it took a while, but I think with me, it was more being uh, afraid to say because of back then, rather oh, than yeah. like if I was your age now, oh, I'd say yeah we're good to go now <laughs> you know, because it's different now. There's so much
1: more permission now Oh yeah. To do that. And there's so much more, I mean, I feel like spiritual coaching is just gone. I'm just like whoosh, in terms. So it's so beautiful, but I so appreciate folks like you going through and standing up early, even though it was really scary and there was a huge risk back then right even saying those things or doing those things or helping people really even understand some of these terms that weren't even out there Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I think I was watching oh this was months ago I was watching an NBA game and they were interviewing the coach and they were like what do you you know why do you think this player is so great and he he's just like well it's this magical aura around him And I was like, did an NBA coach just say that, right? So it's like, even it's becoming this like mainstream way saying magical and aura, like Mm -hmm. about one of the NBA. I was like, this is great, right? But it's, Mm -hmm. it's such gratitude for me, for folks like you standing up when those things were not happening. And it's such a process and such rooted system that you've built and opened a door for so many people. So I just have so much gratitude. For that because I'm sure it was frightening and thank you for being here
0: oh, thank, <laughs> thank you, you yeah, it was, yes. thank you yeah <laughs> it was frightening and it was challenging and difficult and I, I actually lost you know friends and um, my my parents actually um, didn't believe in it at all so you know and my dad would always say where's the old Barbara I want the old Barbara back and I said that Ooh. old Barbara never really existed Ooh. but now this Barbara, is a, a different Barbara. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, I, I went through, there was a lot of um, heartache, but then I realized it's their choice where how they feel, you know, uh, and, and they have free will. If they didn't want me to do healing on them, that was fine. I understood not to take it personally. Yeah. And it was that, you know, it's all about choice and free will. Right. And uh, but it, it took, Quite a while to understand that when you know, sometimes family members uh think you're crazy.
1: Oh a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And maybe you're speaking to something where people still hold themselves back. A lot of the folks that are sensitive or empathic in their systems, right? Because they want to make sure that they're still loved and taken care of. So it's this: do I have permission to be who I am? And so. I, um, I appreciate you holding the permission frequency of saying, like, I give myself permission to do this, even though yeah. my family doesn't, because it, I don't, there are a few families I didn't grow up. My mom was kind of in permission energy. My dad, even to this day, doesn't tell, I think maybe he's finally telling people sort of what I do sort of in a way. And people are yeah. interested, but there's this kind of like, e you know, let's just not say this sort of thing. So there's still definitely probably underlying shame or that kind of, um, what's the word my brain today some kind of stereotyping or something on it in a way Mm -hmm. but yeah I my heart gets it it really gets what you're saying oh yeah Uh, we
0: have to stay true to you know I would tell my father I would look at him and say you know daddy I you know I am free to be me and so I shall be and and even though you're not approving it's still me Mm. it's I, I haven't changed it's just different frequency it was a higher frequency yeah. But it, it did take, a, uh, you know, a while to get the courage to say.
1: Maybe that's a big takeaway for all your listeners is giving them permission, knowing that you're not alone if you're the empath or the intuitive or the one that if you actually kind of pop into your higher frequency and you're allowed to, there's a lot of joy there. And eventually, hopefully people get it. Right? They're I, I
0: hope so. And I, I feel like with my two grandkids and my daughter, they now they understand it took a little while, but. Again, I call it their spiritual timing. When it is supposed to be is when it'll happen. Right. <clears throat> I agree. So wh- what type of programs do you get? Because I know you have to go soon. You have clients. Um, and where can my listeners find you? <laughs>
1: oh, well, my the website that I have where folks can come visit if they're curious mm-hmm. is soulessencewellnesscenter.com Okay. And for some folks are in Colorado and I do psychotherapy. I call it wooey psychotherapy. I think the (laughs) technical term is contemplative psychotherapy, Buddhist psychology. And then I do psychic readings and energy medicine programs, which are very psychology and kind of earth centered base. I call them root energy medicine where Mm. to, to get that psychic stuff. We really start with the root. So all of that is again Soul I've got all the social media stuff, the the Instagrams, the which I think is Soul Essence Center, the Facebooks, stuff like that. I'm not super great on them. <laughs> totally well, we'll
0: have all I the links on everything. <laughs> I am on the highness, so don't feel bad. Oh, <laughs> I'm man. still learning, but I'm getting there.
1: <laughs> like, what's a real anyway? <laughs> I, I,
0: I, everyone keeps on telling me, do a real, do a real. But how? <laughs> how?
1: So, I, totally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Soon. Um, maybe that'll be my next thing to do <laughs> other than the podcast. But okay. It. So it's soulessencewellnesscenter.com. You got it. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, thank you so, so much for, for taking your time out. I know you're so busy and I truly appreciate you. And, you know, please check her out, you know, Soul. EssenceWellnesscenter.com. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you for being here today. And a big thank you to those that are listening. And I hope that you heard what you needed to hear. So um, please visit me at motivateyourlife.net and please subscribe to this YouTube channel, the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. And I'm also on Spotify, on iTunes, uh, Apple iHeart Radio, and we are international now. So uh, that made me very happy when I saw all the other countries tuning in. Um, Again, um, thank you for listening and have a beautiful week filled with love and with light. Love, Barbara.